Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Ostrowski, Knights on 670 The Score. The thing I'm most proud of is that no one has become satisfied. No one's become happy with with winning one Super Bowl championship. I mean, everybody's trying to make themselves better every single day and not trying to take a day for granted. Um, and, and you don't have that in every single organization and every single locker room. And I think that just comes with the culture that uh, Brett Veach and uh, Coach Reed have kind of instilled in us. And that, that's to get better at least 1% every single day. Um, and I, that's why I think we're in this game, and we have a chance for another Super Bowl championship. Let's go to Joe. You're live. What's up? Talk to me, Joe. Joe Ostrowski. We couldn't live without Joe Ostrowski. Night 6 to 10. That being said, I hate Joe Ostrowski. On 670, the score. So what are they doing, Joe? What are they doing? Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. Welcome in, Joe Osho, here till 10. Sports Radio 670, the Score. A lot to cover. Want to take a deep dive into the Super Bowl, go over a bunch of props, maybe a little bit of betting advice. Not that I, I have all of the answers, but maybe uh, what you should do or maybe you should stay away from. We'll be doing that over the next a few hours right here on Sports Radio 670. The score, I'm Joe Ostrowski, Rick Camp, the executive producer in our downtown studios. I'm on Twitter at Joe 670 uh, Throughout the evening, if you want to call in or text, same number, 312-644-6767, 312-644-6767. The score listener line powered by BetQL. Bet uh, smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit betql.com speaking of betql i host betql daily it's 9 a.m to noon uh live on the radio.com app or just subscribe to the podcast search betql daily on the podcatcher of your choice uh, a lot of content out there and uh, tomorrow i know we have a, a ton of great guests previewing the super bowl including one Matt Bowen can break it down as well as anyone. So uh, really looking forward to tomorrow's show as well. Or subscribe to the pod. You can catch up over the weekend whenever you have some free time. So it, it was looking like we were going to be able to start the show with a bombshell in the world of Major League Baseball. And we're putting that on hold for right now. Putting that on hold because Bob Nightingale, I guess, is the reason. Usually pretty good with the White Sox. So far, we're not sure about this. So Trevor Bauer's agent comes out earlier in the day. Her name is Rachel Luba. She tweets out 
down to two. Down to two. Okay? Subsequent news coming out. Andy Martino covers the Mets in New York. He's saying he's hearing a four-year deal. Average annual value of mid to low 30s. Evan Roberts, afternoon drive host, WFAN in New York. He was hearing three years, $93 million and opt out after year one. And while I was hanging out in the office listening to Bears All Access, I see Bob Nightingale tweet, Trevor Bauer and the Mets have a deal. A few minutes later, Mark Feinsand of MLB.com, Trevor Bauer and the Mets do not have a deal yet. So we wait. We wait. We wait. It sounds like it's down to the Mets and the Dodgers. If the Mets do end up landing Bauer, though, and it's just get to the dance. Get there. Because when you can roll back-to-back games at the start of any playoff series and then go back probably later on in the series, if we're talking shorter series, DeGrom and Bauer, my goodness. Carrasco ain't bad if he can stay healthy, too. And same deal with Stroman, a guy that's going to be picking, pitching at the back end of the rotation. Oh, yeah, we added Lindor to the lineup. Maybe they'll add some bats. But if you're going to go that far, yeah, when you need something at the trade deadline, we're certainly uh, going to add. But nothing official yet. If something does go down this evening, before I get out of here at 10 o'clock, we will pass it along and maybe even discuss it. So when I was on the other day, uh, for those that weren't aware, I talked about the history of the prop bet and just how popular it is right now in all sports, not just the NFL, not just the primetime games, but especially the Super Bowl. You have some books. I know the Westgate out in Las Vegas, a very popular sports book. They have over 400 props available. There's the offshore market. We now have the legal markets here in Illinois with sports books like PointsBet and DraftKings, FanDuel, William Hill. Uh, BetMGM is is on the way, and uh, so are a couple of others. And you have hundreds and hundreds available, hundreds and hundreds available. And that's that all started with the 85 Bears with the William, the Refrigerator Perry touchdown. It opened at 50 to 1, and by the time they kicked off, there were so many people getting down on that bet that it went off at 2 to 1. A guy that just had a handful of carries throughout the year was 2 to 1 to score a touchdown. And then I was also thinking back in Super Bowl history. You know, it's not much here in this city with the Bears. I think we're all aware. But today is the anniversary of the Devin Hester return in Florida. Right to start the Super Bowl against the Colts. We don't have to talk about the final results, but that happened 14 years ago today. And now when you take a look at the forecast for Super Bowl Sunday in Tampa, what do we see? We're seeing rain. Still, you know, a bit far out to go crazy, but I'll say on the betting side that the total in this game has come down a little bit. You know, you just... Minimal amount. We're talking about a point, half a point. And I think it's due to this forecast. Maybe one team is going to run the ball a bit more. Let's see how serious it is once we get to the weekend. But sitting here on Thursday night, that's the big chatter. Along with the Chiefs barber. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? How close were they? How close was that to being catastrophic? Patrick Mahomes was in line. 
in line. It's just funny because uh, on the anniversary of the Devin Hester return, and I was just mentioning sports betting and prop bets and all that stuff, which is a big part of the conversation when we get to Super Bowl week. It's funny because now you sit and turn on the TV, maybe watch a Bulls game right now, and what do you see constantly? You see Devin Hester in a commercial for points bet. Awesome. How times have changed. Legal sports betting in Illinois. Not college sports yet, but it's on the way. So, thinking back to 14 years ago, thinking back to Super Bowl 20, even though I don't have many memories, I'm just a little bit too young. I vaguely remember being at a Super Bowl party. I remember being on television, but I don't have any vivid memories. Like, my first real Bears memories were probably in Walter Payton's last season. Like, the running back that I grew up with, I was a big fan of the Bears. Of course, I know all about Walter, Walter Payton. I saw all the highlights and all that stuff. Um, but it was Neil Anderson because I became a big fan right after that. But most of us are not having get-togethers. It's a little different. I mean, a lot of things have been a little different over the last year. But I was thinking about your favorite Super Bowl memories. And... I, I, the bear stuff is too easy. I don't want to hear about where you were for the 85 Bears Super Bowl win. Or even the Bears Colts. That is way too easy. And it could be for any reason. Any reason. It could be because the game was so much fun. Edge of your seat stuff. A big bet you won or lost. Maybe the food spread was just superb. Maybe you watched it in a, in a place that you never thought you'd be. A fight broke out during the game. Who knows? A lot of things could happen over the course of, what, a four-hour Super Bowl. It was simpler times back then when the commercials were actually entertaining. It doesn't, you know, all these big companies that have pretty funny commercials or successful ones, I should say. Uh, most years, they're not even getting involved. They're not spending that money. I think Budweiser is one of those companies. But uh, what are your Super Bowl memories? I have a few, and a couple of them are more recent. And I maybe you, you can ex- kind of uh, suspect why, if you know anything about me or the show. But one that really stands out, if we're not going Bears, and I want to hear from you, 312-644-6767, 6767 that is the number to call, Rick Camp will put you on the air, that is also the number to text, I'll be able to see your text here, and you can tweet me at Joe0670, Super Bowl memories, let's think back, you know, when we could have fun, when we can get together for the big game. big part of my career has become sports betting, and I don't know that I ever saw it reach this level. I have a daily sports betting show. I Probably the best decision I've made in my career was learning everything I possibly could about sports betting. And the Super Bowl memory that I have, that I always go back to, is, is my first real sports betting memory. And it involved the Super Bowl. It's kind of when I started to fall in love with sports betting. It really it really was. So I'd have to go back to the 1992 season. We hear Dave Wansett on the score all the time. I know you do. He was on this afternoon. Wani was on this coaching staff. So 1992, 
Uh, my father is going to uh, get together with friends, and they're having a Calcutta. If you don't know what a Calcutta is, basically you're bidding on every team in the playoffs. Okay? I've seen some get crazy high. Crazy high bids. This one, not so much. But before my dad left, I said, look, I know the Niners are the number one seed in the NFC. Most people regarded them as the best team in the league. The Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl. So whatever you have to do, whatever you have to spend, make sure you buy the Cowboys because then you will win the pool because they are winning the Super Bowl. What happened? We know what happened. He buys the Cowboys. Cowboys go on and win the Super Bowl. Also at that Super Bowl, uh, we were at a Super Bowl party and there was, I forgot what it was called, but basically a total points pool. So you pay a few bucks and you guess the total amount of points scored and you put the number in a hat. And what was I, 12, 13 at the time? I I won that too. With, I think it was 52 to 17. Anyways, I guessed the highest number, the highest number. Because I knew the Cowboys were going to kill them. And they did. They crushed Buffalo. And I won that. So in the same Super Bowl, Cowboys won. I promised my dad they would win. I win a total points pool. I remember the Michael Jackson with a, I, I think it was spectacular. And I, I'd have to go back and watch it. It was so long ago. Halftime show. And then also from that season, you got the other end of it. Because the AFC team my dad bought in that Calcutta was the Houston Oilers. And do you remember that first round game against the Buffalo Bills? Houston up 28 to 3 at halftime. They have the first score of the second half. It's now 35 to 3. Watching that game like, yeah, love this team. Use those Oilers all the time in Super Tech Mobile. Got Warren Moon, Curtis Duncan Haywood, Jeffries, Ernest Givens. They're not losing. Dad, it's over. Eh, I don't know, Joe. There's a lot of time left in this game. Frank Reich and the boys with the ultimate comeback. You're leading 35-3 to in the second half of a playoff game, and the Oilers lost. But I saw both ends of it. The high of winning the Super Bowl with Dallas, and also the low of, oh, man, that is a bad beat in the first round. Maybe they could have done something. I don't think they were going all the way to the Super Bowl, but maybe the Oilers could have done something. That's when I really fell in love with sports betting. That 1992 season, there's no doubt. And I didn't think it would ever get to this level, but here we are. There are a couple more recent Super Bowls where uh, that really stand out to me. Some bad beats. Here's one that was. So, Patriots-Falcons. Of course, that was terrible for Atlanta. We all know why. But I had a... Yes, there will be overtime bet in that Super Bowl, and it never happened before. That was the first time it happened. So that got home. But I also had a nice ticket on James White to be the MVP of that Super Bowl. He scored three touchdowns. Those voters told me Tom Brady's the MVP. Okay, James White, man. I want to say he was 50-1. to I thought I was live there with that comeback and all the flurry of scoring in the end. But all they could do is talk about Tom Brady. That was a bad beat for that one. And then the biggest sports betting win I've ever had, 2017 season. Uh, week number four, 
I got the Eagles at 40-1. to And it looked like Carson Wentz was going to be the MVP. He has the terrible injury. If I would have had a ticket, I wanted to rip it up. But what happened? We know what happened. Nick Foles time. Somehow, someway, it worked out. Not as much of a downgrade as everyone thought when uh, when Carson Wentz. Man, I've it's just amazing. I can't even think about that season, about Foles or Wentz. And the drop-off that we've seen, I've never seen this from a quarterback. He was going to win the MVP, and now he looks almost unplayable even though the Eagles are trying to figure out how they can salvage something there. So I want to hear from you. Super Bowl memories. Not allowed to use the Bears. That is way too easy. It could be for any reason. A bet, great game, location you watched it, people you were with, fantastic food. 312-644-6767. 312-644-6767. You can call in or uh, text me there, or hit me up on Twitter, at Joe0670, at Joe0670. Rick Camp, my executive producer tonight, Rick, in the uh, Downtown Score Studios. When I say Super Bowl memory, Rick, what's the first thing that comes to mind? If I had to rank them, I would definitely go that 1992 season with the Cowboys crushing Buffalo, because that's when I fell in love with sports betting. Uh, but, but do you have one that uh, stands atop? My family was so split on Rams-Titans. And as that game was coming down the stretch, that was such a good one for us. Because if I remember right, it was, I think that I thought the Rams would win, but I wanted the Titans to win. So uh, my brother Casey and myself were on the Titans and my dad was like, come on, the Rams have been this all year. It's going to be the Rams. So as that game's coming down the stretch, you know, my little brother at that point was nine or 10. Uh, I was mm-hmm. 14, so we're both just being annoying as hell. And as that comeback's happening, uh, my brother's wearing his Eddie George jersey, and then to have it come down to that last one play was tough. But it was fun because a lot of times we all agreed on what we thought was going to happen in these games, so to have that much like disagreement was a lot of fun. And that was a low-scoring one, another one that was expected to be higher-scoring, right? Yes. We've seen that a lot lately when we have these games and the, with these high totals like we have this week, mid-50s, high-50s, and everyone's expecting a shootout, and then you know there's this feeling-out feeling period early on in the game. I don't know that that's going to happen this year without any fans and with these explosive offenses, but we've seen it from Tom Brady a lot. The most amazing stat is that in Brady's nine Super Bowls, his offenses have scored a total of three points. It doesn't make any sense. It's wild. So I uh, want to hear from you, Super Bowl members, 312-644-6767. As long as we're thinking about Devin Hester with the run back, and then we had those few minutes, right? We actually convinced ourselves, no matter what you were thinking, about the Bears' chances against Peyton Manning and the Colts going into that game. When Devin Hester ran it back, no matter where you were, you looked at your friends, you looked at your family, and whoa, this could happen. Is this really going to happen? know some people that had Devin Hester first touchdown of the game. I think it was 25-1 to 1 for that one. I think it was 25-1. to 1. Kickoff return. I don't know that we're going to see that this year. 312-644-6767. 312-644-6767. So check in with your Super Bowl memories. Also coming up, 
Uh, Matt Nagy had something interesting to say about the quarterback position to a national NFL writer. I'll bring that to you next. Joe Ocho, 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. From the 10, probably the final play of the game in regulation. It is caught by Dyson. Can he get in? No, he cannot. Mike Jones, the linebacker. You don't hear a lot about him. He is the guy that is able to take Dyson down before he can get to the goal line. And that's why you're seeing this scene in celebration of the St. Louis Rams winning the National Football League Championship. Is it me or is Al Michaels' voice a little bit different? Yeah, it's more it almost, mature now. Yeah, it almost sounded a little bit, a little higher. I don't know if that's the, uh, you know, maybe the video as well. It could be that, but yeah, it sounds could a little be. bit higher. Yeah, Al's the best. He's awesome. I, you know, if he was on the game this Sunday instead of Nance, there would be so many more profits about gambling references, but. There is no question that it will not be referenced in any way by Jim Nance. Anyway, I saw Sean McManus, and he's the, the head of CBS programming. I don't have the exact title on me, but I, I was reading a quote because he did a conference call with a bunch of reporters today. It, it's interesting. Like It's obvious um, these NFL broadcasts don't want anything to do with sports betting, don't want anything to do with it, even though a lot of the teams – and the stadiums are already in bed with sports betting. But it sounds like it's something coming from New York. Like, hey, we'll take their money, but we don't need to lean into it. You know, Al will do his thing, and it's great. We're on ESPN with Monday Night Football. We've got SVP right afterwards doing bad beats. Like, all this stuff is fun. Our announcers can mention it but not talk about it too much. But uh, it's clear the NFL doesn't want these uh, networks doing anything with it. I would. I would. But it's not up to the networks. It's up to the National Football League, and you don't want to upset them because when the contract comes up and they're not happy with you, they can go to anywhere else because they, they can just name the networks that they want the games on. So I, I wonder what the hesitation is. It'll be the last one to jump, even though they are the sport that benefits uh, the most. Get to what Matt Nagy had to say to a national writer um, I guess this was today or maybe the other day about about the quarterbacks that are moving. Bob in Griffith, Indiana. You're on 670 The Score with Joe Ostrowski. Hello, Bob. Hey, how you doing, Joe? Great show. Thank you, my man. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, my favorite uh, uh, Super Bowl memory besides the Bears was when the last time the New York Giants beat the undefeated New England <laughs> Patriots in that game where you see the linebackers towards the end of the game get inside the uh, – uh, Brady's head and having mm -hmm. that Pumika come in there in that linebacker in that slot when right he, he was going to almost get a safety. It was an awesome thing. It was a historic because they were 18 and 0 there at the time, and to see them to get defeated. Now, how would you be feel like if you were a New England fan and said, "Hey, we had a good season. We were 18 and 1, but they didn't win the big one." It was so exciting <laughs> to me. 
And that and that is probably what's going to propel Eli Manning into the Hall of Fame. Uh, 17 to 14 game. You know, Bob, I've thought a lot about Super Bowl 42 uh, this week because those that are making the case for Tampa Bay to win, it, it's about up front and the Chiefs' injuries that they're dealing with on the offensive line, and uh-huh. and for the Bucks to win, we know they've got to get pressure on Mahomes and take him down. And I've thought about that Super Bowl and the way that Giants' defensive line dominated uh, the Patriots that day. Well, especially the, the, the all the linebackers. They were getting in his head towards the end of that game. Do you remember? Yep. Yep. Absolutely do. It was, Thanks so, for the... it was so exciting because it was historic <laughs> because they were going for 19-0. Nobody, nobody thought the Giants were going to win. They were two touchdown underdogs. I don't remember anybody talking about that one. It was just, okay, let's see if the Patriots can just finish this off. It'll be easy. Tom Brady, you don't need to score that much. Yeah, the Giants have a good defense. But the offense, would be, it would be too overpowering. And then it happened twice. <laughs> then it happened twice. Another low score going in Super Bowl 46. That one was 21-17. to 17. Yeah, a lot of times, that that's why the total has come down a little bit. Because we've seen it a bunch. Okay, this is supposed to be a high-scoring game. A couple years ago, Patriots-Rams, 13-3. to 3. We had one touchdown in the game. One, there were sports books that were freaking out later on because if there was there was a, a prop with crazy odds about um, a game with zero touchdowns, the odds were nuts, and that almost happened until the Patriots had a late second half touchdown in that one. So it's just fascinating. So many different ways to look at this. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Joe Ostrowski here at Joe O six seventy on Twitter. All right, here is NFL.com's Michael Silver. He wrote a long piece about Brady choosing Tampa and the entire process. But in the middle of this, he started talking about the quarterback carousel that we're expecting and many teams are expecting. And here's Silver. One person watching closely is Chicago Bears coach Matt Nagy whose team is actively seeking a replacement for Mitchell Trubisky, the number two overall pick in the 2017 draft. There's Nagy. With all these quarterbacks out there and all those young guys who will be in the draft, it's going to be a fascinating offseason as far as the quarterback position, Nagy said. And once one goes, it's going to be like a domino effect. Buffalo Bills GM Brandon Beam uh, whose team reached the AFC Championship game behind third-year standout Josh Allen before falling short against fourth-year superstar Mahomes and the Chiefs, echoed Nagy's sentiment. It's a quarterback league. I do think there will be some teams that will be aggressive, like Tampa was, teams that conclude if we can just get a quarterback, we can compete for a championship. Hmm. So Nagy's already out there talking to some of the national guys. Nothing shocking there. No shocking news. But it was interesting, isn't it? What he had to say there. The ba- Here's the thing. like How the Bears go about this is probably not what they should do. So the decision to bring back Ryan Pace for year number seven and Matt Nagy for year number four. Okay. I get it. I understand where the Bears are coming from. I disagree with the pace 
side, but okay. They've decided they're married. They are tied together. Um, they didn't walk into Hallis Hall together, but whenever they leave, whenever this happens, it seems like they're going to leave at the same time. If you're listening to Ted and George at the end of the season, they always put their names together. Everything. They mention both of their names together. So they're tied. They're married in this thing. And they're going to let them get another quarterback because you have to get another quarterback. So the the process that I think they should take, drafting and developing a younger quarterback, I wonder if we're going to get that. Are we going to get two guys that are trying to save their jobs right now? Okay, the defense still has another good year or two. What do we have to do to get competent quarterback play because – we haven't had that for a long, long time. They haven't had that in Matt Nagy's time here. Certainly not over the last two years. That's why I don't love the decision to bring Pace back. A guy that's failed with that position multiple times. And you can put folds on Nagy if you want. I don't have an issue with that. But are they going to do the right thing? Obviously, it starts with Watson. But they don't have the assets compared to other teams that are going to be in the running for Watson. So I'm not saying forget about them. I, I would give up as much as you possibly – I make them think about it. Make them consider you. The problem is they don't have those top-end picks that teams like the Jets and the Dolphins and a few others, like the Panthers can offer, Broncos too. All, all, all teams with top-ten picks. So what are they going to do? They're in survival mode. So I, my, my biggest concern is that what they're going to do, okay, what do we have to do to keep our jobs? How do we get in the mix for the postseason again? We got in this past season at 8-8. Eight and eight. What do we have to do to compete for the division, compete with the Packers? I know it's asking a lot. Well, obviously, you, you improve at quarterback immediately. Is it drafting a rookie and developing that dude, and that's the addition you make in the quarterback room? And really, they should add a couple of guys. They should attack it from multiple ways. But just looking at two guys desperate to win today, they were put on notice to the Chicago media. They're going to trade for a veteran, aren't they? Aren't they going to do what they just did, what failed with Nick Foles? Aren't they going to do this again? when they aren't able to land Watson, and he's probably not going to get moved until we get closer to the to the draft. He will get moved. But there's Carson Wentz. I keep seeing his name out there. Maybe the Bears will land Carson Wentz. The Bears aren't getting Carson Wentz because unless it's an astronomical offer, he's not going anywhere. Everything the Eagles have done this offseason, including with the head coach Nick Sirianni, Frank Reich's guy, they're bringing people in to fix Wentz because they've made such an investment. He's not going anywhere. Jimmy Garoppolo could go. Derek Carr's name's been out there a lot this week. He could go somewhere else. Panthers want their quarterback of the future. They tried to get Stafford. They're trying to get Watson. They're going to try to get somebody else. So maybe Teddy Bridgewater goes somewhere else. Still under contract for a couple more years. Boy, if you go down to that next tier, a, a couple of tiers down past these guys, what are we talking about here? Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jameis, Jameis Winston, Tyrod, Drew Locke, Alex Smith. There's a history with Alex Smith. 
He's just every time he drops back, you're worried that he's going to get injured every single time. So how healthy is he? Uh, yeah, once you get past Watson and that domino effect takes place, like Matt Nagy mentioned to NFL.com, boy, what's left? Rick, do you agree with me that, well, they should attack it in multiple ways, but it seems like what the Bears are going to do is give up assets so they can find competent quarterback play in 2021? I don't think there's any doubt. Yeah. Because I really I don't want I'm I don't want to say tank and lose on purpose, but you know, looking at that schedule, the tough defenses they're gonna play. We don't know if Allen Robinson's going to be here. Honestly, I I wish they had I kind of do wish they had some job security. They don't, but I wish they did because just as tough as it's looking for 2021, they could find themselves in the 2022 draft with the top three pick where they can draft the quarterback of the future. Yeah, and I think, and it's part of what makes me worry about who they're going to bring in, is that I don't think they're going to be will unless it's Deshaun Watson, which isn't happening. Yeah, I don't. Think I have. A, be I have a pick. Do you have a guy? Um, I mean, I think the Derek Carr thing is kind of interesting. Where does that get you? Not very far, but I mean, considering yeah. some of these other options. I no, don't I, I don't hate that one. I, I think that's an interesting one to know if you'd have to give up a first round pick because I don't think they want to give up a one just because of if they're in, in you know, save their ass mode, then they're going to want to at least be able to have a first round pick to be able to throw to be able to show whoever it is, whatever position they play. So if it's like a second round pick for someone, who could you get for a two? Something like that, or a two and a four, or something along those get, lines. You're not getting car for a two, right? I wouldn't think so. No. And if the Raiders aren't involved with Watson, I know it's a cap issue. Um, I heard Michael Lombardi the other day. He was talking about just because of the way the cap is set up for them, the hit that they're going to take, they might just move on from Carr and go with Mariota. I mean, they run the ball enough to where I guess you could, if there was anybody that could yeah. get by, that's probably the team, but that's still not great. Okay, do you have, so I was on um, the PFF Forecast podcast. It has not been posted yet. We were just talking about the Bears offseason and the needs. He's, ta- he's Ian Hart, it's hosting it. He asked me about the needs. I'm like, yeah, offense, offense, offense. And that, that's never changed. It's the same thing with the Bears. But now all of a sudden, wide receiver one is probably going to be a need. Uh, because who knows, Mooney might be your your uh, best guy left if Allen Robinson decides to move on here. Uh, but do you have a quarterback bold prediction on the Bears' uh, Week One starter? I think I think I found the guy that they're going to end up uh, trading for, which which would be a marginal. It, it would be an upgrade. I'm. I haven't settled on one person. I think a lot of people are trying to speak Ryan Fitzpatrick into existence. Ew. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's just terrible. One that I would want, but that it sure doesn't seem like it would happen is Jameis. I'd be here for giving Jameis a chance. Yeah. But I, but, I really don't think they yeah. would do that. And it sure sounds like uh, they're trying to save their jobs. You don't bring in a guy that's going to throw 30 interceptions. Yeah. But at least he'd throw 30 <laughs> touchdowns. It'd be fun. Yeah, It'd be absolutely. so much fun. Especially if, you, I, if you're not going to be good. You yeah. might as well just throw the ball around 
every throw, we won't know who it's going to, but it'll go into somebody's hands. Like that's to me, that's kind of fun. Uh, Matt Ryan might go somewhere else. I'm not saying I want him, but if he's going to go to San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to go somewhere else. I here here's where I landed, and it's not Carr, it's not Wentz. I gave my reasons why. It's not Cam. I don't think he can play anymore. Um, I don't even know that you're improving. If we're talking, we're having real conversations about Tyrod Taylor or Jacoby Brissett. Like just keep Trubisky, even though that we know that's not happening. I think the Bears are going to land Teddy Bridgewater in a trade. What does that do? What does that do for you? Anything? No. Does it get you? Does it uh, put you in a position to go eight and eight again? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, he won't. I don't think. It, I don't think it does. Honestly, I'm not I, saying that'd be yeah. my favorite result, but it's definitely in the realm of possibility with him. It's an upgrade. It's an upgrade. It definitely, it, I think it definitely raises the floor, but I also think it lowers the ceiling from like a good Trubisky game, like a legitimately good Trubisky game is probably better than what Teddy Bridgewater can give you just because of the lack of being able to, you know, throw the ball any decent distance. 100% agree. Yes. But the problem is the bad Trubisky games are much, much worse than anything that Teddy Bridgewater would give you on no a doubt. random NFL Sunday. That's that's the bad part. Listen, I mean, I, I'm the first guy to say offense, offense, offense. If you want to make the conference championship, you have to have a top five offense in this league unless everything else goes perfect and you have an elite defense and you don't have injuries and you're forcing turnovers. I'm the first guy to do that. However, there is... So much pressure on Sean Desai this year. So much heat because they're spending so much money on defense. More money than any other team in the NFL at the moment because Eddie Jackson needs to have a bounce back year. We can't see the regression that we just saw and the missed tackles, the mental mistakes that we saw out of Eddie Jackson. The run defense will get better with the return of Eddie Goldman. How's he going to look after sitting an entire season? Khalil Mack's a year older. Do we need to talk about the worst contract that Ryan Pace signed to a guy in Quinn who's done? Is he going to repeat that performance? How do you get? How do you salvage something in Quinn? There is so much heat on Sean Desai to fix this defense. And yes, they were pretty good this year. Pretty good. But they spent so much money, they need to be great. They can't be pretty good. They need to be great. So I have hopes for him, but there is a lot of pressure on his first year as a defensive coordinator uh, to get it done with this defensive side of the ball. Now he's going to have a lot of talent to work with, which is great. And everything they're adding, draft, if they do anything in free agency, if they're able to trade, it, it should be offense focused. It should be. But yeah, I, I think a desperate GM, a desperate head coach, is going to go for average quarterback play, much like they did a year ago. They were just poorly mistaken when they thought they were going to get that from Nick Foles. 312-644-6767. 312-644-6767. 8 o'clock and play a game uh, with Super Bowl props. 
Maybe I'll steal it from my radio.com show. We'll do something called Proper Flop. Rick's going to ask me about a bunch of props that he's interested in, and uh, we'll go over some process. Maybe uh, we can help you out a little bit as you're trying to figure out what prop, which prop bets that you're going to be betting on this weekend. I'm Joe Ostrowski. This is 670 The Score and the radio.com app. Show 670 the score. We'll get to some Super Bowl props coming up in about 10 minutes. Let's go out to Elgin, Illinois. We find Elliot now on 670 the score. Good evening, Elliot. How are we doing, Joe? Good, man. <clears throat> yeah, so in regards to Super Bowl memories, I always go back to those early uh, early 90s dominant teams of the uh, the Buffalo Bills. And the one Super Bowl that yes. always sticks out to me was um, the one where they played the, the Washington Football Club back in '92, and there were two juggernauts going at it. And you had Gary Clark and Art Monk on one end, and then you had Andre Reid and James Lofton on the other side. Two dominant quarterbacks. I think I was like eight years old, and those were that to me. That was just football, you know, just legends playing each other. <laughs> but it was probably because I was like eight years old, but I don't know. I, we got, go we, we got some legends. We got legends this Sunday, don't we? Yeah, but I mean, it, to, to, to watch professional football through the eyes of a child is different than watching it yes. from the eyes of a, an adult. And that was just, no, that's what I, I always go back to. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. You are a hundred percent correct. Thank you, Elliot. Appreciate the phone call. You're right. I think if we were to go back and look at it, pull up some highlights from some old Super Bowls, compare them to uh, players like the ones we're going to see Sunday, Pat Mahomes and Tom Brady, the quarterback play is so much better. But we always think back to our childhood, our favorite memories. um, The Super Bowl you just mentioned, well, my biggest Super Bowl memory is the year after that. Cowboys against the Bills. And you're thinking of the football team. We can say Redskins, right? Because it was the Redskins back then. Just saying. Super Bowl MVP, Mark Rippon. He's one of those names that people bring up. See, you don't need to have an elite quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Let me bring up Dilfer. Let me bring up Rippon and Hostetler. Let me find the guys that weren't that good. Like, yeah, look at everything else. Look how great everything else was around them. That's the problem. A quarterback fixes so many different things. Uh, Elliot, thank you for checking in. Uh, here's a texter from the 708. It's about this quarterback carousel, some possibility for the Bears. What about Jalen Hurts? Probably don't have to give up a lot. He's got three years left on his deal. If he doesn't work out, you can draft someone high next year. Yeah. And I mentioned that they're bringing a lot of people in to fix Wentz. But why would Philadelphia want to move on from Hurts? Because he's one of two options. So they're thinking, okay, surround him with more talent, better coaching, and hopefully one of these two is going to work. So if they were wrong about Wentz and there's nothing there, they can move right on to Hurts like they did this past season. So I didn't really see them trading Hurts, and they just took him in the second round in the last draft. So why would they want to do that? They're not paying him anything. Yeah, I know it makes them more appealing for the Bears because you wouldn't have to pay a quarterback. But I I don't really see why the Eagles would be inclined to make that sort of a move. 
okay, we have two guys. Hopefully one of them is going to work. And then we'll be okay at that position. That's what they're hoping for. Maybe none of them will work. But at least they took a swing. That's what I like. That's what I respect. That's my biggest issue with Ryan Pace. He took one swing in six years. One. Mike Lennon's not a swing. Giving up a fourth-round draft pick and paying Nick Foles, not a swing. Took one swing. Eagles just took a second one. And it looked like Wentz was going to be an MVP caliber player. So far, he's not. The Cardinals. They had Josh Rosen. They, they didn't need four years to realize he ain't it. Okay, let's try Kyler. If Kyler's not it, they're going to move on to the next one. They're going to keep on trying it. 312-644-6767. 312-644-6767. Rick Camp, my executive producer. Um, <laughs> they're just going to end up with Mac Jones at 20 overall, aren't they? I, I see that, that everywhere, and I, I just shake I, my I head. I'm that. like, that's going to – that's gonna. I hate it so much. Because, okay, yeah. you know who had a hard time this year? Pretty much any quarterback that couldn't move. So you're going to get a guy who has trouble moving as a rookie. Yeah. Like, and – you know, the talent level is so good there that it, I it's got to be harder to evaluate an Alabama quarterback just because of how good the talent is, especially these last few years with just the insane amount of receivers that they've had. Uh, was it yesterday? They just had the best recruiting class they've ever had. It's wild. They're going to just continue it, to insane. dominate. But you wonder, um, you wonder how many yeah. of them actually end up playing even multiple years at Alabama because so many people are transferring now that how many people say, you know what, I'll go with, you know, I'll go with Alabama. And -hmm. if I don't play or I get red shirted and then it looks like I'm not going to play again, my sophomore year or get any time. That's when I'll transfer. Is, um, is the offensive line in Tuscaloosa right now better than the bears? Sam Mustafer. Right? <laughs> he was all right. They they actually figured things out in the second half. But if it's Mac Jones or best available quarterback, um, give me a tackle at twenty overall. If yes. that's where the Bears are drafting. Absolutely. Give me a tackle. They they yeah. need there are other needs. Like you don't have to the worst thing you can do is be down at the quarterback position and then feel like you're just required to take one at a certain spot and then mm-hmm. end up passing up a really good player who could help your next quarterback whenever that comes in a year or two. Like, whenever yeah. I think of How that, many times have we of, seen that? I think of EJ How? Manuel. Like, the EJ yeah. Manuel oh. pick for Buffalo was so bad, but they were just like, we have to take a quarterback, even though that That's... was, what, the worst quarterback draft in the last probably 15 years? That's what Pace does every year. I have to take a tight end. I have to take a running back with my top pick. And Don't trade up me. to do so. Don't talk to me about best player available when he does it every year with his first pick. What do we need the most? Okay, let's go with that position. Ugh. Yeah, hopefully that changes a little bit. He collaborates, so maybe he won't get stuck with that at number 20 if that's where the Bears are drafting, but plenty of time to get into that. All right, Rick, do you have a bunch of prop bets that you want to discuss with me on the other side? Did you pick them out? Yep, some of them are really hardcore game-related and some not so much. Okay, good. We'll do a version of Proper Flop, see if uh, I'm interested in any of these uh, for the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday, which you can hear right here on 670 The Score. Proper Flop is next. Joe Osho, 670 The Score in the Radio.com app.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.